A type is a person or a thing that prefigures, foreshadows, whispers of, or points to a person or thing in the New Testament. Hello there, this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California, and podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. Today is National Philanthropy Day, so it's a good day to be philanthropic. Might I suggest a visit to lifespringmedia.com support. And if you're using one of those new cool podcasting 2.0 podcast apps, crank up those sat streaming sliders. <laughs> Today we're going to read Genesis 40 through 43, and I'm calling the episode Joseph as a Type. Let's get started. Genesis chapter 40. Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt defended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the same prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he attended them. After they had been in custody for some time, each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. When Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials who were in custody with him in his master's house, Why do you look so sad today? We both had dreams, they answered, but there is no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream. He said to him, In my dream I saw a vine in front of me, and on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed, and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, and put the cup in his hand. This is what it means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews, and even here I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh. But the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what it means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and impale your body on a pole, and the birds will eat away your flesh. Now, the third day was Pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all his officials. He lifted up the heads of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker in the presence of his officials. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position so that he once again put the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he impaled the chief baker, just as Joseph had said to them in his interpretation. The chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Genesis chapter 41 When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile when out of the river there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, 
and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the river bank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning his mind was troubled, so he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph said to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream I was standing on the bank of the Nile, when out of the river there came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. After them seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came up first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they had done so. They looked just as ugly as before. Then I woke up. In my dream I saw seven heads of grain, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none of them could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterward are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. 
This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt, so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command, and people shouted before him, Make way! Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word no one will lift a hand or foot in all Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name zaphnath paneah and gave him Azanath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was thirty years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Azanath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. The second son he named Ephraim and said, it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in all the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt there was food. When all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph and do what he tells you. When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout Egypt. And all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph, because the famine was severe everywhere. Genesis chapter 42 During the famine in Canaan, Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt. So he said to his sons, Why are you sitting here doing nothing? I have heard that there is grain for sale in Egypt. Go there and buy grain for us, so that we will live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went to Egypt to buy grain. Jacob did not send Benjamin. Benjamin was Joseph's only full brother. Jacob was afraid that something bad might happen to Benjamin. The famine was very bad in Canaan, so there were many people from Canaan who went to Egypt to buy grain. Among them were the sons of Israel. Joseph was the governor of Egypt at the time. He was the one who checked the sale of grain to people who came to Egypt to buy it. Joseph's brothers came to him and bowed before him. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted like he didn't know them. He was rude when he spoke to them. He said, Where do you come from? The brothers answered, We have come from the land of Canaan to buy food. Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not know who he was. 
Then Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed about his brothers. Joseph said to his brothers, You have not come to buy food. You are spies. You came to learn where we are weak. But the brothers said to him, No, sir, we come as your servants. We have come only to buy food. We are all brothers. We all have the same father. We are honest men. We have come only to buy food. Then Joseph said to them, No, you have come to spy on us. And the brothers said, No, sir, we come as servants from Canaan. We are all brothers, sons of the same father. There were twelve brothers in our family. Our youngest brother is still at home with our father, and our other brother died a long time ago. But Joseph said to them, No, I can see that I am right. You are spies. But I will let you prove that you are telling the truth. In the name of Pharaoh, I swear that I will not let you go until your youngest brother comes here. One of you must go back to get your youngest brother while the rest of you stay here in prison. Then we can prove whether you are telling the truth or not. If you are not telling the truth, then by Pharaoh I swear that you are spies. Then Joseph put them all in prison for three days. After three days, Joseph said to them, I am a God-fearing man. Do this, and I will let you live. If you are honest men, one of your brothers can stay here in prison, and the others can go and carry grain back to your people. But then you must bring your youngest brother back here to me. Then I will know that you are telling the truth, and you will not have to die. The brothers agreed to this. They said to each other, We are being punished for the bad thing we did to our younger brother Joseph. We saw the trouble he was in. He begged us to save him, but we refused to listen. So now we are in trouble. Then Reuben said to them, I told you not to do anything bad to that boy, but you refused to listen to me. Now we are being punished for his death. Joseph was using an interpreter to talk to his brothers, so the brothers did not know that he understood their language. He heard and understood everything they said, and that made him want to cry. So he turned away and left the room. When he came back, he took one of the brothers, Simeon, and tied him up while the others watched. Joseph told the servants to fill the bags with grain. The brothers had given Joseph the money for the grain, but he didn't keep the money. He put the money in their bags of grain. Then he gave them what they would need for their trip back home. So the brothers put the grain on their donkeys and left. That night, the brothers stopped at a place to spend the night. One of the brothers opened his sack to get some grain for his donkey, and there in the sack he saw his money. He said to the other brothers, Look, here is the money I paid for the grain. Someone put the money back in my sack. The brothers were very afraid. They said to one another, What is God doing to us? The brothers went back to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him about everything that had happened. They said, The governor of that country spoke rudely to us. He thought that we were spies. We told him we are honest men, not spies. There are twelve of us brothers, all from the same father. But one of our brothers is no longer living, and the youngest is still at home with our father in Canaan. Then the governor of that country said to us, Here is a way to prove that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me. Take your grain back to your families. Bring your youngest brother back to me. Then I will know if you are honest men, or if you were sent from an army to destroy us. If you are telling the truth, I will give your brother back to you. I will give him to you, and you will be free to buy grain in our country. Then the brothers started taking the grain out of their sacks, and every brother found his bag of money in his sack of grain. When the brothers and their father saw the money, they were afraid. Jacob said to them, Do you want me to lose all of my children? Joseph is gone. 
Simeon is gone, and now you want to take Benjamin away too? But Reuben said to his father, Father, you may kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. Trust me, I will bring him back to you. But Jacob said, I will not let Benjamin go with you. His brother is dead, and he is the only son left from my wife Rachel. It would kill me if anything happened to him during the trip to Egypt. You would send me to the grave a very sad old man. Genesis chapter 43 The famine was very bad in that country. The people ate all the grain they had brought from Egypt. When that grain was gone, Jacob said to his sons, Jacob said to his sons, Go to Egypt and buy some more grain for us to eat. But Judah said to Jacob, But the governor of that country warned us. He said, If you don't bring your brother back to me, I will refuse to talk to you. If you send Benjamin with us, we will go down and buy grain. But if you refuse to send Benjamin, we will not go. The man warned us to not come back without him. Israel said, Why did you tell him you had another brother? Why did you do such a bad thing to me? The brothers answered, He asked lots of questions. He wanted to know all about us and about our family. He asked us, Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother at home? We only answered his questions. We didn't know he would ask us to bring our brother to him. Then Judah said to his father Israel, Let Benjamin go with me. I will take care of him. We have to go to Egypt to get food. If we don't go, we'll all die, including our children. I will make sure he is safe. I will be responsible for him. If I don't bring him back to you, you can blame me forever. If you had let us go before, we could have already made two trips for food. Then their father Israel said, If it is really true, take Benjamin with you. But take some gifts to the governor. Take some of the things we have been able to gather in our land. Take him some honey, pistachio nuts, almonds, spices, and myrrh. Take twice as much money with you this time. Take the money that was given back to you after you paid last time. Maybe the governor made a mistake. Take Benjamin and go back to the man. I pray that God All-Powerful will help you when you stand before the governor. I pray that he will let Benjamin and also Simeon come back safely. If not, I will again be sad from losing my children. So the brothers took the gifts to give to the governor, and the brothers took twice as much money with them as they took the first time. This time, Benjamin went with the brothers to Egypt. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his servant, Bring these men into my house. Kill an animal and cook it. They will eat with me at noon today. The servant did as he was told. He brought the men into Joseph's house. The brothers were afraid when they were taken to Joseph's house and said, We've been brought here because of the money that was put back in our sacks the last time. They will use this as proof against us and steal our donkeys and make us slaves. So the brothers went to the servant in charge of Joseph's house. They said, Sir, I promise this is the truth. The last time we came, we came to buy food. On the way home, we opened our sacks and found our money in every sack. We don't know how it got there, but we brought that money with us to give it back to you. And we have brought more money to pay for the food that we want to buy this time. But the servant answered, Don't be afraid. Believe me. Your God, the God of your father, must have put the money in your sack as a gift. I remember that you paid me for the grain the last time. Then the servant brought Simeon out of the prison. The servant led the men into Joseph's house. He gave them water, and they washed their feet. Then he fed their donkeys. 
The brothers heard that they were going to eat with Joseph, so they worked until noon preparing their gifts for him. When Joseph came home, the brothers gave him the gifts they had brought with them. Then they bowed down to the ground in front of him. Joseph asked them how they were doing. Then he said, How is your elderly father you told me about? Is he still alive? The brothers answered, Yes, sir, our father is still alive. And they again bowed before Joseph. Then Joseph saw his brother Benjamin. Benjamin and Joseph had the same mother. Joseph said, Is this your youngest brother that you told me about? Then Joseph said to Benjamin, God bless you, my son. Joseph felt a strong desire to show his brother Benjamin that he loved him. He was about to cry and didn't want his brothers to see him, so he ran into his private room and cried there. Then Joseph washed his face and came out. He regained control of himself and said, Now it is time to eat. The servants seated Joseph at a table by himself. His brothers were at another table by themselves, and the Egyptians were at a table by themselves. The Egyptians believed that it was wrong for them to eat with Hebrews. Joseph's brothers were seated at a table facing him. The brothers were looking at each other because, to their surprise, they had been seated in order, from the oldest to the youngest. Servants were taking food from Joseph's table and bringing it to them, but the servants gave Benjamin five times more than the others. The brothers continued to eat and drink with Joseph until they were drunk. The Old Testament has many types in its pages. A type is a person or a thing that prefigures, foreshadows, whispers of, or points to a person or thing in the New Testament. Joseph was a type of Jesus. Let me give you a list of just a few of the similarities between Joseph and Jesus, and you'll see that, yeah, there were a lot of similarities. And these are just a few of them. Joseph was the firstborn son of Jacob. Jesus was the firstborn son of Mary and the only begotten son of God the Father. Joseph was loved by his father. Jesus is the beloved son of God the Father. Joseph was hated by his brothers. Jesus was hated by his brothers. Joseph was hated for his words. Jesus was hated for his words. Joseph was thrown into a pit. Jesus was put in a tomb. Joseph was taken out of the pit alive. Jesus was resurrected from the tomb. Joseph was a shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. Joseph and Jesus were prophesied to be rulers. Joseph was stripped of his coat, as was Jesus. Joseph was sent by his father to his brothers. Jesus was sent by his father to Israel. Both Joseph and Jesus went to Egypt. Both Joseph and Jesus were falsely accused. Both Joseph and Jesus were punished. Both were, with two others, condemned to die, one of which was pardoned and given life. All knees bowed to Joseph. All knees will bow to Jesus. Pharaoh appointed Joseph to be the sole source of life for all. God appointed Jesus to be our sole source of eternal life. Joseph was 30 years old when he started working for Pharaoh. Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. Joseph's brothers did not recognize him. Jesus' own people didn't recognize him. 
While only Jesus was truly sinless, Joseph is one of the few people significantly written about in the Bible of which no sins are mentioned. Like I said, these are just a few of the similarities. You'll see others when we get back to reading about Joseph next week. Tell me what you think. Comment at the show notes page at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e77 or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com or go to comment.lifespringmedia.com and comment there. Tomorrow we'll begin reading the book of 1 Samuel. We'll read the first five chapters. Boost. On this date in church history, November 15, 1626. The English separatists known to history as the Mayflower Pilgrims, having lived in their American colony for six years, bought out their London investors on this date for 1,800 pounds, the equivalent of over 300,000 in today's dollars. On this date in church history, 1917, Oswald Chambers died. He was a Scottish Bible teacher and author, and during the last years of his life, he served as a chaplain to British troops stationed in Egypt, huh, Egypt again, during World War I. His devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, has become a classic and is still, even to this day, one of the top-selling devotionals. My Utmost for His Highest. I've got a copy sitting on the shelf just six feet away from me. If you have something that you'd like us to pray with you or for you about, send it in at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you today with thanksgiving in our hearts for another day to serve you. That you have given us another day tells us that your plan for us is not complete. You have a plan for each of us, and your plans are always accomplished. So, since we're still here, you still have work for us. Lead us in that work by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Guide us direct us. Empower us, Lord, to do your will. I thank you for each one who's listening right now. I ask that you bless them today as only you can do. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. How did you first hear about the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible? Let me know. Write me an email at steve at and in the subject line say, here's where I found you. It's always fun to know where the family came from, where you found the show. And that's going to do it for today. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. It's been good spending time with you today. I'm Steve Webb. Bye.